Hey everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Group Podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we want to talk about leading your friends. Today, you have your hosts, Nathan Westfall and Michael Moore. Hello. Howdy. I was really expecting that. I was like, this is the one time I was looking at you like he's going to say howdy. <laughs> How's it going? There we go. It's going. It's going. Cold weather this past week with ice yeah. and snow and everything else. Like, what the heck? I turned on the weather station and they were like, oh, we're going to get a storm. And then next thing I knew, we have like eight inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. And I'm like, what and the no heck? No one can drive. And the first one of the year, everyone feels like. I feel like everyone's from the south the first snow of the year and everyone yeah. no one can drive. Do you, all right, did you guys get where you live? Did you get the trace of snow like at the beginning of the week? Like the little I mean like, ice patch everywhere? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it took us two and a half hours to get to work. Okay. So that's that was my question because it took me forty five minutes to go to the office. Um but and again, my house is a mile and a half from the office. Yeah, our drive is normally thirty, thirty five minutes. And it took us an two and a half hours because um, there were so many accidents. They legit ran out of cops. That's crazy. So, like, I kept taking back roads, and cops were shutting down all the roads we wanted to take. And then we took another way, and there was an accident, but they didn't have enough cops. So there was, like, people trying to push people out of ditches. So I backtracked wow. from there. There was a car on fire down from I-90. Are you serious? And only Exit 8 and 7 could get across Dunbridge. Wow. And they shut down the whole highway before Exit 9. Wow, it was. I know. I know in Rensselaer, I've never seen it. Just driving through all of Washington Ave That's and crazy. all of Third Ave, all the way to the downtown area, was like legit lined with cars. Yep. I was like, this is this is the worst traffic jam I've yeah, ever seen bad. to go two miles. It was you know? terrible. <laughs> like, it was really bad. It was bad. So yep. welcome winter, as they say in Game of Thrones. Winter is here. Yeah. So. So, so this week we have an interesting topic. <laughs> But, Snow. Yeah. It's in the forecast. Let's talk about that for hours. Um, but, but this is one that probably gives uh, many people challenges regardless of where they might work. Um, can you open a little bit about this topic that we're gonna, about to talk about? Yeah. So I I think uh, I think leading with friends is definitely something that's challenging. If you are a boss or a manager or you're in ministry and you're doing ministry with your friends, uh, obviously – I think that there's work relationships that develop, which is one thing, but then there's also friendships that happen and then the workplace gets brought into it. Or in our instance, uh, church world, right? Uh, you have a lot of friends who will maybe start attending the church and uh, you end up moving people into leadership or they rise up to leadership, whatever it may be. And a lot of times, I know for me personally, I found that there is a very, 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 very fine line between the ministry world and the friendship world, and um, and were those expectations where um, the communication, all of that, starts to run over from one side to the other side, and then a lot of times, what happens is you offend someone on the ministry or in the leadership side, and it rolls over into the friendship world. And I'll give you a prime example of this: mm-hmm. years and years ago. Whenever I was uh, 18, 17 years old, I was a manager at Burger King, and I remember there was this guy, Wes, who I was really good friends with, and my district manager came in, so I was his boss. We went to high school together. We were friends together. I was his boss, but my district manager didn't like some of the things that he was doing as an employee, and so he straight up told me, you need to let him go or you're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so as a boss, I had to go to him and let him go, and I had to explain to him, hey, this is nothing personal at all, and I don't want this mm-hmm. to affect our friendship. Right, right. But leaving that, it ended up 
honestly destroying the friendship. Yep. And, you know, we've had a few conversations since then, but I mean, that was in Texas and now I'm in New York. And so life yeah. happens, yep. but, but that's just a small example. And I think a lot of times this happens more, more often in ministry than maybe in other, uh, other aspects, but a good, good friend of mine, who's kind of a mentor, he helped to run a business. He was co-owner of a multi-million dollar business and he was, his best friends was his partner. And whenever they decided to sell the business, um, and you remember meeting Don, whenever they sold yeah, the business, I thought you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yep. whenever they sold the business, he said since then he's had one or two conversations in the past three and a half years with his quote unquote best friend right. because of how sour the deal went right. uh, whenever they were getting to the selling part. And so I think it's a sticky area. And I think, honestly, in the church world, in any world, it's it's hard. But in the church world, it's, it's even harder because you're dealing with ministry. Ministry is about people, and in leadership is about people. And so it just kind of the, the the lines blend uh, very, very, very quickly, and offense can be taken place easily and miscommunication, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with, and so I just wanted to talk about it for a few minutes. And yeah. uh, today I actually get to ask you some questions. And I know. I know you don't seem excited about it. Well, yeah, no one's ever excited when they find out 30 seconds before we click record, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't quite 30 seconds, but yeah. No, but pretty close. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so there there you go. That's kind of a little bit uh, about it. Yeah, it's good. Um, What are some of the challenges that you've been faced having to lead your friends? I mean, you gave one example, but can you give a couple other maybe challenges that you faced? Yeah, so the one example I gave, again, I was a teenager. I was a teenager in a management position in a one and a half million dollar store. Um, and so that was a little different as you get older. Uh, I definitely believe it's, it's a true saying that you can count your friends on one hand and I can legitimately count the friends that I have had for more than, um, a year on one, one hand. I mean, some of my friends I've known for almost 20 years and we still keep in contact and I would still keep them and consider them some of my best friends. And so on one hand, I can probably count my friends. Um, but, uh, the challenges that I've faced is taking, say one of those five friends and pulling them into ministry or into leadership. And, and what, what tends to happen is your, your conversations go from being friendship conversations to being dominated by ministry yeah. conversations, yep. to being dominated about complaining and arguing about ministry methods or leadership methods, or you did this wrong, you did that wrong. And then it com- gets to a, a very unhealthy place uh, where you start to have a fallout, you know? And so um, I have a, a very good friend of mine who I love, and, and uh, there was uh, there was kind of a little bit of a fallen out. Uh, we are still good friends, but there's a little bit of a fallen out. And, and since then it has been hard for us to be able to continue to, uh, communicate as friends as frequently as we used to. I think that I would still consider him a best friend and I think it would be vice versa with that. Mm -hmm. There's some other stuff going on. And so I, I know for me, it's, uh, my challenges have been, I don't want to, I don't want to lose a friendship for the sake of ministry. Yeah. And yeah. but also at the same time I don't want to lose ministry for the sake of a friendship. Yeah. If that makes sense because yep. the ministry is the mission that God has given us corporately as a church and and in my particular position I have been empowered by God 
uh, selected by God to be able to lead this church. And so I don't want to forsake the ministry that God has given me, but also at the same time, I don't want to forsake the friendship that God has given me as well. And so it really is a tension balancing between the friendship and and the ministry. And so those are some challenges. And look, I'll be completely transparent with you. And, you know, I'm going to ask you about this, but um, I, I've gotten into straight up yelling arguments. You actually witnessed one of them mm-hmm. uh, with a very good friend of mine, yelling yep. argument um, with with each other over the topic of ministry. And it caused a damper in the friendship. I know you and I, we've had issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it, maybe we have an issue now. I don't know. <laughs> um, but we've had issues uh, in the past and you were upset with me for a while. I didn't even realize it, but it was because mm-hmm. of a ministry decision that ended up affecting the friendship. And and those are those are the things because I I think people genuinely cherish their friendships. I think people genuinely cherish their um, uh, the community that God has placed around them and that they want to go deep in that. I know for me personally, deep meaningful relationships is extremely crucial and extremely important. I don't trust a lot of people, um, and the people that I trust and that I bear my soul with, uh, I I do bear my soul with them, and so sometimes. I'm fearful, and maybe this is my insecurities as a leader, I'm fearful that the baggage that sometimes I may place on a friend, that whenever ministry goes sour or there's a decision that the friend may end up disagreeing with, that it will affect the friendship, and then all of that stuff that I've entrusted with them becomes um, becomes shaky, you know, becomes yeah. shaky of yeah. like, are is this going to... Is all of this just going to end up collecting and kind of spilling over, or or is it not? And so those are those are some of the challenges that I face. Uh, also, telling telling having to correct friends that's hard. Yeah, and you have sure. to be able yep. to correct friends, and the friend has to understand that this is organizational leadership and this is not friendship. I was watching a show. Don't make fun of me. Do not make fun of me, Madam Secretary. I was watching a show last night on Netflix, and have you even heard of Madam Secretary? I think I've heard of it, but I mean, you can tell okay. me about it. So yeah. yeah, so it's a very light p- political show, but yep. but they have a new chief of staff, and the chief of staff was very good friends with the communications director or the the speechwriter, um, and uh, they were really good friends. And the speechwriter did not treat the new chief of staff with the same respect that he treated the other chief of staff with. And finally, the chief of staff had to go to him and be like, "Hey, in here, I'm your boss. Outside of here." We can be bros. We can hang out. But in here, I'm your boss. And if you do this again, then we're going to be bros and yep. you're going to be an unemployed bro. Yep. You know. Yep. And so um, it really is having the clear expectations and, and stuff. Um, I think those are the challenges that, that, that people face, that I face, definitely. Yeah. No, that's that's totally fair. What are what are some of the areas um, that it can be – that be, can, can become gray between – whether it's gray between the line of friendship – and leadership are kind of gray between maybe expectations or, or something else there. Yeah, I think I think for me, whenever it comes to friends, um, I want to do life with the people that I'm doing ministry with. Yeah, uh, I want to have my best friends. Uh, seeing church and leadership and ministry the same way that I see church and leadership and ministry, and I'm just going to be honest. I think it's difficult, and I think that it's challenging, and so. As a leader, I think it's easy for the leader to place 
unmet expectations or unclear expectations on the friend, expecting the friend to be able to fill all of the gaps with ministry, all the gaps with leadership, and then also all the gaps in the friendship as well. And you kind of expect that confidant to be there uh, and to have your back in all of those areas. And and I think that some people just aren't built for that. I think some people are just not um, they are not going to have the same passion maybe that you do. Yep. And if they don't, then I would say they probably don't need to be promoted in leadership, and that's okay. You can still be great friends and not yep. have your best friend in leadership yep. right next to you. Um, and then and then vice versa. I think that sometimes the other gray area is that from the friend, if you're their friend but you're also their leader, they have a tendency to look at you as a peer in that setting instead yep. of honoring the position that yep. you're in. And that also becomes gray. And so there's disrespect that happens. There's mistreatment that happens. There's um, um, backlining or back channeling, I would say, that happens because, oh, I'm friends with, you know, Bob and Bob's totally okay with this. Well, on a friendship side, Bob totally may be okay with that. But in an organizational side, Bob may not be okay with that. And you need to respect Bob if he's the boss, even though if he, he is your friend. And so I think that it goes, I think that it goes two ways. Um, and, and honestly, I think having clear expectations on what is ministry or what is leadership or in the workplace, and then also having clear expectations of like, hey, whenever we're not there, we're just going to hang out and we're just going to be friends. Um, we're going to grab a cup of coffee or we're going to grab a beer and we're just going to hang out. We're going to chat and we're going to, we're going to leave that stuff um, yep. kind of at the office if, if we need to. And, and I'll say this also for, for people in ministry, it's, um, I do think that people in ministry need to be able to talk about the stuff that they are going through and to be able to take off the pastor hat or the youth pastor hat yep. or whatever it may be. Yep. And just to be, in my case, just to be Michael and to be able to talk with a person as Michael instead of Pastor Michael. And that's where I find it extremely difficult for someone in ministry who has friends who are also serving with you in ministry. Is because it's it's hard because uh, I tell you ABC is going on in my life and then I get up to preach and then you look at me through the lens of ABC of this issue that I'm going through um, instead of realizing that I'm a person and then I'm broken and that here's yeah. these things yep. um, but I'm still this is what God has gifted me yep. and and qualified me to do but. Um, I also think that the friends should hold them accountable. The friends should call them up. The friends should encourage them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And so I, I think it's unmet expectations and putting too much weight on one particular friendship instead of maybe having a ministry friendship and then having a outside ministry. I was about yeah. to say a friend friendship, but that's yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like, that's kind of weird. But <laughs> um, yeah, so so Nathan, I think we're friends. Um, I think. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, We'll record the post uh, podcast conversation, and that'll be the truth. You know, so <laughs> uh, so for you, I mean, I don't know. We've known each other for seven years now, so why don't you just share a little bit about your experience, um, both good and bad, um, with having me as the lead pastor, but also me being a friend, and how that has good and bad affected the friendship. Yeah, I guess, I mean, knowing each other for seven years, I'd have to look back at the, the timeline and kind of see the whole spectrum of it. And um, I'd say, I mean, you can split it into a couple different segments of, of how I think it is. So I think there's the first couple years where you were my pastor. Um, you know, I was 16 at the time. So, uh, you know, I went to church, uh, was in the middle of switching churches at that time for a bunch of reasons. And then... Uh, 
you became my pastor, which was great. And I kind of got involved with you and Travis and kind of just went to the straight volunteering role, doing what I'm told, stuff like that. Yeah. Can I say something yeah, real quick? Yeah. All right. Because this totally is going to sound creepy if you're out there and you don't understand our ages. Yeah. He was 16. I was 25. So it wasn't like he was 16 and I was 45 and right. we became friends. There is less than a decade and we had friends guy. in between, too, yeah. and that's what kind of did it. It's like someone who was 20 brought me to church, yeah, and then totally. they knew someone else. Totally. So I want to throw that out there because that, that sounds... I guess uh, it is a little that, weird, yeah. That does sound yeah, yeah. creepy. But, yeah. but go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there was that whole phase of kind of volunteering or whatever, and then we started to become friends kind of at the end of that um, three years because we were going through um, turnover in the church and going through uh, location changes and all this other stuff, and... Um, I was still around for some reason at that point. <laughs> um, and then, uh, we became friends and then, you know, probably within four years, within the four year period, three to four years, um, I married your niece. Um, and then we became family at that point and our friendship grew out of that, but I think it would have anyway, probably if we weren't family still at that point. Um, and, and past that, I think it's, uh. The, the three phases I would do, you know, after we got married and stuff, I would say we had our relationship as just pastor and member of the church. We had our friendship relationship, and then we had a family relationship, right? Yeah, so we added a whole nother and dynamic that's, to And that's it. what I was getting, yeah, and that's what whole I'm getting into. Nother. So um, us, as, us as friends, I think I think we do do pretty well together. I mean, as Michael said, there's always things that you're not going to see eye to eye on. The, the grayness can definitely come in, you know, when we take – um, trips together that are half for work, half for hanging out and all that other stuff. It's very easy to mix the two together. Right. Um, but family, when you drag that in, is like a whole nother thing where, you know, it becomes more of he should, she said, you know, my wife worked for the church. Um, you know, my wife is good friends with his wife and it becomes a thing where it's like not indirectly pointing the finger, but as you said, it adds that whole level of complexity that you're already talking about having a personal relationship with someone on top of working with them in a case that everyone, not in a bad way, but takes church more personal than everything else because it's so close to home and church and mission, vision, everything else. And then on top of those already clashing um, two personal things that you have to work together on, you now have to add family on top of it. So you have three personal relationships you have to keep together constantly in sync. Um, And especially once you add family, you now have to keep others in sync of your personal relationship. Um, Definitely. And I think I think that's that's always been the hardest part is like once we became family, uh, there's so many other pieces that come in line that uh, it's almost hard to not say anything that's personal. Not that we can't take it when we say something personal, but it's almost like um, you kind of like lose professionalism, to be totally honest. Yeah. And and I, I, I mean, I'll I'll be very transparent. I remember the time where I got upset with your wife about something and I over something so silly. So and that's silly. always what it is because it's always personal stuff. Like and afterwards, you always know it's silly or whatever, but it's because of that, those layers of just you know. Yeah, being totally. So close to and, it. Yeah. and so I got upset with your wife, and then you took it. You took it personal, and then you got upset with me because you were trying to be a husband to your wife, and I didn't know that right. you were. And upset. that's a whole different thing. And 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 there was there was a period where. Uh, I remember we went out and I was like, so what's going on? It's like, oh, I'm fine. And then you were like, I've written you off as a person. Die. You know, it wasn't quite that bad. But you did say I've written you off. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize that it 
it exploded to this point, right? Um, because of a because of something that I did a miscommunication and kind of the lines again, the lines being being gray, right? Um, with that, and so that's I mean, that's some of the it's definitely some of the bad. I don't know. Share some of the good. Is yeah. there good? No, there's definitely good. And I know, um, as you said, uh, doing life together is always easier with someone that you can trust and someone that you can um, really do friendship with. So I think it was great to see, you know knowing you from the mission and vision that God gave you for the church first and then off of that growing that personal relationship. I mean, City Church is all about community groups and growing within a group through discipleship and all that stuff. And um, I think that's a good step that we've had forward through this is there has, even though there's been conflicts in ministry in terms of not seeing eye to eye on stuff, there's also been significant growth because I might see your vision greater because of that personal friendship, right? So you might not always have to explain where you've been um, or why you've, you think we should go down this path, but, um, I might get it more than someone else because of stories I know, or just personal stuff that, um, I haven't gone through with you, but almost have through that relationship to, to understand it. Yeah. And I definitely, I definitely think that that's true. And I think many, many people, if not everyone on the leadership team right now would say that you are probably the most loyal person to me in the church. Um, but it came out of, it came out of there was the the pastor relationship, yep. there was the friend relationship, there was the family relationship, yep. there was a period of tension and disagreement, and then out of that birthed an even deeper friendship agreed. Totally agreed. That, yep. that happened, and then I started trusting you, but then also you've been there whenever I've been on a couch crying over the church. Yep. You've been there whenever uh, my family experienced loss. You've yep. been there whenever my father was, was dying. And so you've, you've been able to see that. And so there is an out, you know, props to you, Nate, there's been times where I've seen you take more pride and more initiative in owning the mission and the vision of the organization of our church sometimes than I have. And you've had to come to me and call me out it. Uh, and again, you're doing it as a friend, um, but then yeah. here I am the pastor and I'm like, why is this guy, you know, doing this? And yep. so it really is this, um, it, it is, I guess it's an ebb and flow is what yep. I see is there's, there's kind of a push and shove and there's times where, uh, I know I've upset you and there's times where you've upset me. Uh, but through all of that, I feel like we've been able to work through it and I still know we probably don't, I know we don't see eye to eye on some stuff yep. now, Yep. but you're still in the church. You're still serving. Uh, you're still uh, family, and you're still my friend, and right. and and here we are doing this podcast together. We can look past all of that and look at our differences, but also celebrate the same things that we yeah. have in common and the friendship that's that's there. And I'll, look, I'll be the first to tell you for anyone listening, uh, it it's been hard to lead Nathan Westfall at times, <laughs> and it's probably been hard for Nathan Westfall to to follow <laughs> to follow to yeah. follow me. Uh, because because of the all of the added um, just added levels of the yeah. relationship with that there, uh, what do you, what do you think leaders can do to keep the friendship but also still lead you uh, or for anyone out there say say uh, what what can leaders do to be able to keep the friendships but also still lead their friends. Uh, I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, I guess number one, I mean, I'll give more than this, but number one, I mean, you have to go in, um, clear the gray right out of the air, make sure you and your friend are on the same page and the fact of you're going to screw up. Someone's going to get mad at someone. It's going to happen. But I mean, as you just testified, 
Um, it's how you handle when you get mad. Yes, there might be some issues that you have to apologize for later because you got heated in the moment or whatever. But, I mean, you can't name one time where we've gotten mad at each other that hasn't grown the friendship because of it, because of how it was handled, not that's necessarily true. the situation. You know? Um, Definitely. Yeah, and I think I think that's a big thing to understand is, listen, the world isn't perfect. You're going to screw up. Things are going to happen. There might be some, you know, um, tension at some points, but it all understands of how you pick up and move past that of how of how really the friendship is going to grow and how um, much better the other person can lead you, not only necessarily through that situation, but when the situation's done, how much more trust and stuff that you have through it. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. The other the other part I'd say is to make sure that you um, really put the gray uh, to rest as soon as possible. So it's always hard um, mixing the two, right, especially with family. You just see each other all the time unadvertently, right? I mean, Michael brings dip to family events when we have October fest, birthday, whatever. That's true. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's no getting around that. And then um, <laughs> the most recent one, though, I barely even talked. I was so tired yeah, of that I, one. We were I all was, pretty wiped that day, yeah. though. So, but um, you just can't avoid seeing at certain events. And it's almost like you might have great ideas. You might have small things you need to talk about, especially since most family events take place on a Sunday, right? Like it's inadvertent that this stuff happens. You almost need to, um, it is super hard to do. And I can say, I've been guilty of this. I know you've been guilty of this. It's just, it's what happens to make sure that if you have a conversation that is for work, you make sure you keep it within the four walls of your office, right? I mean, not saying you can't meet him at a coffee shop or something, but don't bring it home. Don't bring it in a conversation. It's different if you both are in an okay spot where you're like, hey, I just want to talk about some church stuff in terms of venting this situation or you know, maybe venting something that's happening in a community group but not right there. But um, I'm super against never do correction outside the four walls. Never do um, – not nitpicking is the wrong word, but evaluations. Never do um, – Things that really, I mean, think of the word professionalism, right? If you were to work in your workplace and stuff, anything that you would flag that you wouldn't want your own boss to do, don't do that outside the four walls. And it's not necessarily yeah, saying that's you good. can't, that's good. but it's saying that you need to treat that respect where home is home, family is family, and friendship is friendship. And you can really grow that um, you know, by making sure that you keep it separate. Yeah, and with that said, we do have conversations about church outside of church. But it's uh, not under those topics. Right, but if yeah. it's a serious conversation, I usually message you or you message me and saying, hey, I need to talk to you about church, boom, boom, boom. Right. Uh, here's what I want to talk about. Can we meet? And we always said it's very professional. It's a meeting place. It's very yeah. much, yeah. It's a meeting calendar. place, whether yep. it's at the office or coffee shop yep. or grabbing a bite to eat or whatever. And we both go in there expecting this is what we're going to talk about. Yep. Where if it's hangout, it's hangout time. Church may come up, but it's usually uh, laughing about something or, right. hey, I have an idea. It's nothing formal. It's definitely no form of correction. I feel like we've been pretty right. good about like and, yeah. about that. Yeah, we have. And I would say even so, this is super hard to do. So um, if you are hanging out with someone, even it's a great idea or something like that, don't tell them um, a task that they're supposed to do or put an expectation on them in terms of like, oh, you know, I think for like worship leaders, right? That's the only example I can think of. Like if you were friends with your worship leaders, super tight and all that stuff, right? Um, hey, I think it would be great if on a Sunday we did this song. That's great that you told me that at our family birthday party, but you need to ping me about that later. Otherwise, to me, it didn't happen. Yeah. Does that make total? Does that it, make sense? Oh, it definitely makes sense. So and I think that there's been times where I've done that, but I do feel like at least over the past two plus years, yeah. we've been pretty good about um, 
about about defining yeah because we had this conversation yeah. a while ago and this is something that came out of conflict where this was one of the issues and this is something that we worked through um and that's that's one of the things where it's not again where if you guys are talking about a new idea or it just happens to come up right it's it's on that you know it's going to happen if it comes up you need to make sure that you're professional in the fact where you follow up with an email you follow up with something that's professional within your church organization that really um makes it more than just it happened at a social gathering because people either aren't going to remember, right? Because I might not be in the mindset of expecting to have a business conversation where I have to follow up on this on Monday. Um, and I might just confuse, hey, this would be a cool idea to do because we were talking about friendship versus this is what I have to do. Right. I definitely, I totally think that that's, uh, I think that that should be a staple rule really for everyone. And yep. here's something, here's something that I, I always tell people as well, is that whenever you do have a uh, actual sit down conversation, Always follow up with an email or in our case, yeah. a ping yeah. to recap. This is what we talked about, or hey, this is uh, th- this is you know Nathan, you're going to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to take care of A, B, C, whatever, whatever yep. it is. That yep. way, it's written down, and you always have a point of reference to be able to go back to it. That way, whenever hey, you didn't follow through with this, uh, well, there was this communication, and you didn't tell me, and I wasn't sure. It was like, no, I sent you this ping, and remember there was right, this. and then we talked about that, yeah, yeah, yep. and, and I'll. Real quick, yeah, I'll say ahead. one thing to just emphasize on that. So whether it's a ping, an email, or whatever, you can do this with other members of your staff. I don't really care. Like I do it with my boss all the time, but we're, my boss and I aren't friends. Like, all right, I take that back. We're friends, but we're not like you and I. You're friends. work friends. Yeah, work we're friends. work friends, right? Um, and what happens is uh, this is more, this is challenging and challenging. And I know I've done this for you where I've done this and then switched to base camp or something. Don't text them, right? Don't text the follow-up. Don't text the the to-do or whatever, because if you're friends with someone, chances are that text message is 100 before and 100 after some other random conversation. I totally agree. And and this is this is totally off topic, yep. but this is a free nugget yep. for everyone. Do not let text message be your main form of communication within right. your organization. Within friendship, that's totally fine. Don't yeah. use WhatsApp or anything like that. Yeah. That's super annoying. Yeah, totally. And and or Facebook. Don't use Facebook yeah, either. Please like, don't do that. Yeah. But use use email or uh, uh, some Any of the, project management tool, yeah, base project camp, management Vesselana, tool, all that what, stuff, yeah. whatever it is, like to let that be. This is how we communicate professionally speaking. And so I know if I get a ping from Nathan, it's usually about church. They're nine, yeah, it's almost ninety-five percent yeah. of the time it's about a church or the podcast or the podcast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and vice versa. But if it's like, hey, I'm going on this Delta flight. I just got this upgrade. I'm going to text him that all because the there's this there's an inside thing between Delta and upgrades in first class that we have, and um, that's a friendship thing it isn't something that we roll over right and i don't want to see that and then like one text message up and see a correction or something like that right not only does that bring bad blood in terms of your friendship maybe it wasn't the time for me to reread that or other stuff right you just really want to make sure um to really make sure that gray isn't isn't there to make it black and white and this is professional and this is not yeah yeah totally so let me ask you one more question then from from yeah. your, your your perspective all yeah. right so uh there have been things that i've shared with you that i would never share uh, from the pulpit, um, just personal things and accountability and stuff like that. So how does it go into, so here I am, the pastor of the church that you're serving in, that you're attending in, that your wife's a worship leader, uh, really over the over a campus uh, for worship leading. Um, so how does me sharing my personal struggles with you affect the way that you look at me as the pastor and as the leader of the church? Um, I guess, this is a tough one, especially since this wasn't on our notes. Um yeah, this wasn't. Yeah, this so, is a this is a little deep. I like. I know, it. right in the face. This is good. Um, I would say it it uh 
in the beginning takes a little while to get used to, right? Especially when you start having those deep conversations. But that's with any friendship, right? I mean, it's when you start to know something more, it's kind of, you know, when you have to do something with them. But in a professional spot, in a pastor spot, um, I would say, you know, when you're up on the pulpit and doing stuff that doesn't that doesn't affect uh, it too much, right? Because, I mean, it's the very much of the mindset, and this is how we started out. You're my pastor. Whatever you say at the end of the day is going to happen no matter what. I'm not going to question it and whatever you say from up there, you know, I have to encourage it, back it up, all that stuff. That's If you have that mindset, it makes it a lot easier. But I would say the other part of it is um, you almost kind of see things differently in the fact where it things that you may not have had an issue with before, it's not that you have an issue with them now, but now you know where to keep you accountable on. Right. Right. So right. it's not necessarily saying, oh, he's doing this now because of this. So I think a little of them, it's like, no, he's doing this now and it's because of this. So if anything, I'm now going to show more grace, even if I'm frustrated and then call him to a higher place because of it. And that's and that's hard. And that's something that I'm learning with you and other people where, um, you know, I, I always get to a spot of grace when it's done. But you have to get past that initial frustration of like, oh, why is he doing this or why would he make this decision instead of this? Um it goes back to knowing is knowing the person's past, whether you have that close friendship and really just being like, Hey, you need to understand, you know, you should do this with anyone as a Christian, right? You shouldn't just make uh, an excuse just for a friendship because you know them more and all that other stuff, but you need to really make sure that, um, you can put work aside in that moment, right? You might be in the middle of a meeting and all this stuff is coming out and you need to put work aside and realize, Hey, this is my friend. I know what he's going through and I need to make sure that, you know, I talk to him after, again, outside of work, split those relationships right, up right. and be like, hey, you did this during the meeting and I just want to call you to this because I know you said this because of this in your past or you said this because of this this experience. Um, so I would say it's not anything that makes me think less of or anything that makes me um, not, I'm blanking on the word, make what you say value less, right? What, what you say doesn't value any less, but it's just a matter of, those things that may have gotten me mad before or maybe things I see get me mad now, I need to realize, hey, I see it through the lens of this is a spot I know I can help him grow on because it's almost uh, a sin to me and a disgrace to you and God if I if I don't call you out on it right now right. that I know more. Right, totally. Yeah, I, man, I, th- I think that, that that's good. I think it's good to get this, my perspective, and then also to get your perspective. And one other thing that I would just yeah, say please, yeah. um, uh, about all of this is that anytime – not at first, but now I feel like any time that there's any type of tension, whether it's friendship-wise or it's uh, ministry-wise, professional-wise, I do feel like we are fairly quick. It may not happen in a day or two, but within a week, Exit, two weeks stops. Turn around, no problem. Yeah, we're quick yep. to address it. Um, and then I also feel like I've gotten to a place where it's like um, you can be direct with me about stuff and I don't have to – my insecurities don't play into it. Right. And, and if they do, I'm very – up front, like the other Very up front in the, the moment too, yeah. which is a lot. The other day, it was than, like blah yeah. blah 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 blah. I was like, Nate, what's wrong? It's like nothing. I was like, All right, how you're talking to me is coming across like this to me. He's like, Oh, this isn't at all. No, everything's fine. Like, but yeah. then I can take it as more than just face value. Like, this is genuinely because it would have been right. like, uh, we should talk later. And I feel like we do have. You get to that point where you're able to have those blunt conversations right. and uncensored conversations, but they, you know what the other person's thinking because you know them. 
and you're able to push past it and move it a lot quicker right. and stuff. And this all goes back to, too, um, that happens because we had a falling out, right? And you need to expect to have that with your friend. Not that I wish it upon anyone or it should happen at all, but you need to almost expect that it happens and make sure that you handle it in the best way possible so that you can both propel you in the ministry and you doing the ministry with a friend. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. So anything else? That's not even a question this week. Anything else that you want to... I mean, I think um, there's nothing else, I guess, per, per necessarily pertaining yeah. <laughs> pertaining to that. So that's that's a lot. Well, that's a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate everyone for listening this week. Um, you know, be sure to find us on InsideOutGroup.org. You can find us Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, the whole nine yards. We want to hear more from you. So if you're struggling with this, maybe you want advice on a. Uh, situation that's going on you feel free to email us podcast at insideoutgroup.org or click the contact button at the top of the website Uh, we thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week